As an autism family, we very rarely do anything without a lot of planning ahead of time. But sometimes we can plan all we want and I can do my best to make sure that I have used all the proper strategies like social stories or timetables and making sure that he knows what to expect in the unexpected and out of routine and it still won't go well at all. And that was our, what I was hoping to be this really fun birthday weekend for my son. And it was a living hell. So I'm talking about how to deal when things don't go your way. This is the story of my life and I'm sure it's the story of many of yours. But how do we keep bouncing back from that? And how do we prep for the unexpected and things that are out of routine so that we can attempt <laughs> to enjoy our days and outings and even vacations with our families. So let's get to it. Hey, Courageous Mom. I want you to know that you are so brave raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. Okay, so if you heard my last episode, then you know I was already feeling many different things in some kind of way about my son turning 13. But despite all of that, I was just all about trying to make his birthday weekend as fun as possible and making sure that we did all his favorite things because he doesn't have any friends to get together and do something with or have a party. So I made sure to just fill the weekend with the things that he loved the most. And my big surprise to him was heading away for the night to a water park. It's not one that we had been to, but it's one that was open during this COVID pandemic at or the tail end of it, hopefully. And Great Wolf Lodge is not opening until the end of June. So that option was off the table because that was what I looked at first. But to my disappointment and his later on to come, it, it just wasn't an option. So I figure I've heard great things about this other water park in the Cape in Cape Cod that this'll this'll be just great 
because it's a water park and we're getting away and he doesn't have to go to school on Monday because I had booked our overnight stay for Sunday thinking that would be the quiet day because everybody has to go to school and work on Monday. But you know what? Everybody else apparently had the same idea. And I think because everybody has been stuck in the house for well over a year, everybody was eager to get out into the world now that things are improving. And needless to say, we were not the only ones there, much to my surprise. But let me backtrack for a second because when I had let my son know about his birthday surprise and that we'd be going to the water park, he asked if it was Great Wolf Lodge and I said, no, it was not. And I told him where we were going and apparently he Googled Cape Cod and <laughs> something came up about sharks appearing in the ocean there at one point. And he immediately came to me and said, I do not want to go to Cape Cod for my birthday. And I said, what? Why? And he said, because I do not want to die. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, what do you, what do you mean? I would never take you anywhere where that could even possibly happen. And he said, I saw that there were sharks there. And so then we had to go through this whole thing, you know, and I explained that where we were going is nowhere near any possible sharks and that we are indoors. So I think we've passed that. But I can see he's stuck on it and he keeps saying this is the one and only time we will go to Cape Cod. I'm like, well, buddy, you know, let's give it a chance. You may really love it. And he said, we will see. It's our last time. And he kept, he was fixated on that, that this was going to be our first and last time to Cape Cod together as a family. So I am recognizing that clearly there is some anxiety here, but I'm thinking that once he sees the water park it's those feelings will be over and he will see that we are inside not by the ocean and that all is good and on our trip down to the cape he definitely seemed excited he kept watching the gps and making sure that we were on track to arrive for three o'clock for our check-in and not be a second late and i was psyched because I was like, he is so happy and excited and it seems like we are past that anxiety that he had going forward. Now, prior to this, you know, I did my usual timetable, making sure that he knew what was to be expected and all that good stuff because we are going to be out of routine, but I knew what was awaiting us with the fun water park and hopefully what I was praying for, just a laid back quiet Sunday and a Monday off, that all would be heavenly. Well, when we got there, everything looked great. He seemed really happy and it was just go, go, go. And he and my daughter just kept going on the slides and my husband and I actually got to sit down and watch them. And we didn't have to be with him every second of the time that we were there. And we have never in 13 years of his life been able to do that. The place was just small enough where we could see him at all times. And because my daughter is older now, she was able to go on all the slides with him and it really just made a difference. And it was so amazing. And my husband and I actually sat there and reflected on the fact that this was the first time in all of his life and as his parents that we have 
ever been able to do that, to just sit and watch. And not a big deal to many because other parents that don't know the struggle of a child with autism or special needs it wouldn't, wouldn't get how big that is. But for us, it was huge. And for those two hours, we were just in our glory and just feeling so great until it all came crashing down. <laughs> and a reminder of never to get too comfortable because the place was smaller, like I mentioned, and that was a plus side to being able to see everything. I think that obviously had an effect on the noise level and how the noise traveled. And there were lots of babies and my son doesn't do well with babies crying, screaming. I can sort of block it out, but he is just unable to. And I have to keep that in mind. Now, I didn't notice the babies, but as soon as I started seeing a change in him, huh, it became very apparent um, what started to begin the process of unraveling for him. And that's exactly what he did. It just completely fell apart. And it's harder now when he falls apart because as a toddler, as a preschooler, when he would have a meltdown, he blended it. But now he just looks like a grown man falling apart. And that is really hard to sit there and watch and to have other people make their judgments. So you're not only trying to deal with the situation at hand and handle it the best way that you can. And I'm seeing the anxiety that my daughter is going through. So I'm trying to calm her down as well as calm him down and not make any bigger of a scene, but it's hot. And all I want to do is just break down myself and cry because only a half hour ago were my husband and I sitting there and just completely happy and feeling so good and, and really just reveling in the pure joy of the progress that had been made. And to keep us honest, he completely fell apart and it just reminded us of our reality and how things can change at any moment. And yes, I was mad. I was mad that we had to have that reminder. And I was like, God, seriously, like, why can't we have just a laid back and fun weekend after everything, after this year? The fact that we needed this, this was like our first outing in forever. And yes, that would explain why it may have happened. But also, it just would have really been great if we could have just stayed in that moment of being like, wow, look at the progress we have made. We didn't need the reminder just then, but <laughs> that's life, right? And, and I hate that when people are like, well, that's life. My mother's per, like she, that's her saying is it is what it is, that's life. And I adore my mother, but sometimes I want to strangle her when she says that because you don't want to hear that. Yes, we know it's life. We don't need the reminder though, <laughs> not all the time. Plenty of things, especially as an autism mom, plenty of things go awry and do not go as I planned, even though I have prepped for it and thought about everything that could possibly happen prior to attending an event or going on vacation. I'm prepped, I'm ready to go. But some things happen just completely 
out of my control. And I have learned that that is life and to roll with the punches. But it does not mean that it still doesn't sting. It still gets me down. And I'm no longer going to beat myself up about the fact that it may get me down. So I'm here talking about it. Yes, it took me a couple of days to even want to talk about it. Um, I sent a quick text to some friends just to sort of say it out loud because prior to that, I had posted a picture on Facebook of my two children, you know, having a great time. So to all, and this is a lesson to everyone comparing your life to those on social media. I have not posted again since then. So for many, they would think, oh my gosh, she went with her family and they had a great time in this water park and everything was beautiful. And it could, no one knows that it completely fell apart right after that photo had been posted. So don't believe everything that you see out there because chances are it's just all a disaster. <laughs> or moments away from a disaster, especially if you saw it on my page. But anyways, so we moved forward, we made it through the night, and we got back the next day, and he kind of let us in to what really was bothering him. And it wasn't obviously perfect. I mean, not detail for detail and deep emotions here, but he did express that Cape Cod is very loud. Now, obviously, <laughs> not just Cape Cod is very loud. Um, that one place was loud, but he is now sort of bunching it all up and saying Cape Cod is loud. And as of right now, we are never to travel to Cape Cod ever again, according to myself. So if we do, he has given us permission to go on our own, but he will not be going. And after one of his loud outbursts that Cape Cod gets the middle finger. Um, I'm not so sure they want us back. So <laughs> I don't I don't think their hats are broken. But anyways, if you haven't, oh my gosh, I'm just reflecting on on those moments this weekend, this past weekend, I should say. But if you're new to being an autism parent and you haven't really been wanting to step out especially because of everything that has been going on with the pandemic. So now things are starting to open up and you're going to be able to get out there more. And I know what it's like to be completely scared and to want to just continue to play it safe and stay at home. And when I say play it safe, I mean, yes, you could play it safe because you may be completely still worried about the virus. However, when I'm talking about playing it safe, I am talking about the, when I'm home, I do not have to worry about the judgment of people and possible meltdowns, etc. So that's what I'm talking about, playing it safe. But if you are new to all of it and need some help, in the prepping of how to prepare your child and your family in going out into the world and to on vacations or just anything out of routine. I can tell you that social stories um, have definitely been beneficial to my son. We don't use them as much anymore. I mean, when he was younger, we had a social story for like everything. Um, using public restrooms, walking into school, the school day, staying 
staying at school. I'm telling you, we had it for everything. But that has definitely diminished as, as time has gone on and, and we realized that just having the visual and daily schedule is really great for him. And just having that timetable now that he is aware of time is really helpful. But I think when they do not have a sense of time, then the social stories can really, really be beneficial. And they're just, social stories are just a really good way to let your child know what's happening, what's going to be happening in the new environment that they're entering. Um, for my son, when COVID first hit, we had a social story, a great social story on COVID and why we're home and why he could not go to school and letting him know that he was not the only one. So it really is just a story of what's going on and it's just so basic and usually has pictures, nothing too detailed, but it's amazing how clearly something could be said and, and it's not all wordy, which if you get too wordy, my son is just, that's it, you lost him. So social stories are huge, especially in the younger age. Now, ending the story on a positive note is a great idea. So if you have a dentist appointment, you could say, after the dentist appointment, I will go to the park or go to McDonald's. And I know that seems quite backwards. Like why would you take them to eat or for candy or anything right after a dentist appointment? But my son, he absolutely loves McDonald's and there is a McDonald's right near his dentist. So that's that's what I use and it's helped. So you just having a reward after the end of the social story, after you have just explained what the new event or appointment or routine is, will help them to be able to look forward to that and also see it as like that timetable. So they know what what they have to do in order to get to that. But you could also use a timetable to help your child with knowing the routines, even if they can't tell time. You could use pictures and for instance, maybe they want to go to the park, but before they can go to the park, they have to eat lunch or they have to nap, or maybe they even have therapy beforehand. So having photos of each one of those activities and putting them in a timetable visual schedule, then that would help them to know what's coming first. Because when someone doesn't understand time, they would understand the sequence and would know what's coming before or after. And the pictures could really work really well in the case of doctor's appointments. If you're trying to let them know that they have a fun activity coming after the doctor's appointment, whereas if they understand time and say, I say to my son, oh, well, you have an 11 o'clock doctor's appointment, but we don't get seen until noon, he is not having that. And so we're struggling with that. And it was much easier when I could just say, well, first we do this and then you'll get your reward or we'll go to McDonald's or Best Buy to view the movies. Um, those things have definitely helped. But obviously, like I said, when they do understand time, it can get tricky because then they understand now that they have that waiting time. and 
let's be honest, that waiting time when you have appointments that were supposed to say happen an hour earlier and you're still waiting in that waiting room and they're restless, it's hell, hell on earth. But it does work a little bit better when they don't know the time because my son will just now start asking about the whereabouts of his doctor and will continually get louder about his disappointment and the fact that we're still sitting in the waiting room. <laughs> so it is the doctor's appointments and appointments where obviously if you aren't taken in time and you have to wait longer and it doesn't go according to schedule can be trickier, but having those items in place, those things that can definitely help you, like the visual schedule can maybe help to alleviate some of that stress, especially if they see that great reward, that picture of that great reward at the end of it. And the timetables can really help. I know for my son, when my mother visits and she currently lives in Oregon, we are not from Oregon, but <laughs> she is living there, beautiful place. So when she does visit, obviously she will stay a length of time. And my son being as blunt as he is, he will say hello to her and greet her the first time he's seeing her. And within the same breath, he will say, Say, what day do you leave? And she she just burst out laughing. And she's like, are you trying to get rid of me already? And it's not that he wants to get rid of her. He just wants to know how long are you in my space? How long is my routine with my family going to be a little bit out of order? And that's where telling them and being open with a calendar or that timetable will help to feel less anxious about the changes that are going on. And I mean, it's just his grandmother visiting, but it still is a disruption to his routine and his home as he knows it. But what do you do if you were completely prepared and had your social story or your visual schedule and nothing worked out and went according to plan? I mean, we're talking like not just a little mishap, but like it turned into a complete dumpster fire. Like, what do you do? Well, you could excuse yourself and go to the restroom and then book a flight one way, one ticket by yourself. Doesn't that sound amazing? You could do that, but you know you're not going to, right? So what are you going to do? Well, if I know you, and I know you because I am you, you are not going to give up. You're going to brush it off. If you need to have a good cry, you do it. If you need to sulk and bury your head under the blankets for a day, two, a week, go for it. But you're not going to give up and continue to keep trying to get out there and attend events and just participate in life because things didn't go as planned. Believe me, I get why there are days where you just don't want to do it. I get it all, but quitting is not an option. Listen, I didn't choose to name this podcast Courageously Mom just because. It wasn't by accident. It's because that courageous 
brave is what you are every day as you navigate this world and journey with your child. So the next time things don't go as planned and you know there will be a next time because as long as you are breathing, that possibility is there. But that's the beauty of life, right? But when that happens, the next time I am giving you permission to leave or to cancel plans the next day if it is too much too soon after a complete meltdown. I'm giving you permission to drown your sorrows in ice cream, candy, and cookies. And and I'm also instructing you to cut yourself some slack. On the tough days, you do your best and lean on God because that is what I am doing constantly, especially on the days where I feel like I can't give an ounce more. Those are the days that I really need to lean on him. So I'm going to end it there for today. And I hope that sharing my hot mess (laughs) with you and our family's recent adventures can help comfort you and help you to know that you are not alone. But also, I hope that if you haven't used social stories or visual schedules, that you'll be encouraged to do so and try it, and that I really hope in turn that it can help you and your family. So with that, I want to thank you for showing up and listening and allowing me to show up just as me and this completely imperfect mom figuring things out as I go and sharing them with you. So until next time, I am sending you so much love and reminding you that you've got this. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.